Hello, and welcome to another episode of Passion for Passions. This is Marcus, and I'm here to talk about passions, of course. So, this time we're going to be talking about episodes 225 to 235. Um, I kept watching because it was kind of like a long stretch of nothing happening, or something that was going to happen that kept not happening, basically. Uh, which, of course, is the M.O. of a soap opera. But yeah, it was just really an interesting series of episodes for me. So there's one whole thing that's been going on from before. The Luis and Sheridan battle because he kidnapped her. He really did do that. Regardless of his opinion, he did do that. Um, so he was suspended from work unless those charges get dropped. As it turns out, Julian ends up basically getting those charges off the books by getting Luis to say, yeah, I'm, I'll stay far away from Sheridan. So, that's it. That's his bargain, and uh, Sheridan doesn't know, and she also still does not understand that this was a fake. This was not the real Luis that she heard. She almost saw that damn for creepy Luis face mask, but she didn't. She was so close. I wish she would, because I, would, I really want to see her reaction when she sees it. I want to see, like, utter shock at first, and then, like, super revulsion, you know? I really want that to happen, and I assume it probably will, because Julian, like, didn't get rid of the mask, so I assume it has to be there for something, but maybe he'll never, maybe he'll, maybe she'll never see it, I have no idea, but she, that story kind of goes away for a little bit, um, and comes back later on, because we've got a couple other things going on. First, we've got, again, the thing with Kay, and trying to sabotage prom by way of somehow Carrie some carry thing that she's gonna do um it turns out it looks like she's just gonna use you know throwing something on the prom king uh queen and king uh i think it's supposed to be fish as opposed to blood less dramatic but still disgusting and in this one of the episodes Kay just is such a jerk like the most hideous person because she's like oh my gosh like this never was really her character trait before but she's suddenly like um, oh, I'm sorry, that's not politically correct. And I'm like, ew, okay, what? Because she's, like, insulting everybody. She's, like, shitty to this handicapped person, these potentially gay characters, a Native American character, just, like, everybody. It's like, what are you doing? You are just nasty, Kay. Go away. You know, stop this. You're disgusting. Um, I hope this goes away and it's just like this one time where she's super utter jerk to everybody. But we'll see. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Suddenly, Jessica comes back. But she's not... I, I'm pretty damn sure it's not the same actress, right? They're addressing her the same and she's still giving the same, like, vocalization. But I'm pretty sure it's a different person. Am I wrong? I hope I'm not wrong. Either that or they gave her like an extreme makeover. I think that's just a different actress. And that explains maybe maybe why she was gone for like a bunch of episodes. But does that mean that everyone who's gone for a bunch of episodes is suddenly going to be a new actor? Like Pilar has been gone for a while. I don't want her to get replaced. I really love her. I don't want her, I don't want her to be replaced. They've just been showing this random maid. And I feel like the cranes just call her maid. Like they call the guy cook. Anyway, I don't like that, and I don't know who she is, and she's nobody. She has no personality, so I hope Pilar comes back as she was. I don't want a new actress. But I guess I'll have to deal with it if she's a new actress. I don't know. 
I'm definitely curious how many actors will be replaced throughout the series and if any of them will remain throughout. I'm assuming some of the key players like Ethan will remain, but honestly, I don't even know. Um, but I sure hope so. So yeah, there's this whole thing going on. Um, but there's really the much greater story that's taking place here is between Eve and Chad and Ivy and TC, all the, all, well, I guess a bit Sam as well, but all of them and the interplay between them and the drama and the blackmail and blah, blah, blah. So something I thought was really funny is suddenly everybody's going to go to Harmony's Jazz Club. And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a jazz club, okay? No one knew. You've always been going to the same, like, two restaurants all the time ever since the Burger Hut burned down. You've been going to the same stupid restaurants, the Seascapes and the, what is the other one, the Lobster Shack? Like, where did this club come from all of a sudden? Anyway, so, like, everybody is going to the club. I wrote down everyone's names because it was, like, it was just, like, almost everybody except for, I guess, uh, uh, what's her name, Charity and... uh Miguel. So who did go? Chad, Simone, Whitney, Teresa, Ethan, TC, Eve, Sam, Grace, Kay, Ivy, Julian, everybody almost. Just everyone packed to that dang club. They were all going there for their own reasons. The uh, TC, Eve, Sam, and Grace went because they wanted to just do something. Um, Chad, Simone, because they were going there to find out about his uh past oh yeah i didn't mention that well chad had gone to the club by himself at first but he ran to the headliner the main act of at that time um and she crystal knew chad in a way because it appears when she was younger and her friend asked her to use her maiden name as well as her father's name presumably for a child and those names together are what? Chad Harris. So, of course, when she heard that this guy's name was Chad Harris, she was like, oh my god, it can't be, you know, just a coincidence. There must be more to this. So she's willing to tell Chad everything, but because of all the, I don't know, drama involved, she wants to really sit him down and tell him the whole story. She just does not want to name names. Uh, which is important because that keeps the drama going. Chad really wants to know, and she has the information, but she is not giving it to him, at least not yet. So he comes back. Whitney, Teresa, and Ethan are going as well because they're checking out music for the wedding, of course. Um, but things get twisted with that as well, where it's kind of some another plot point, which is with, that it seems... Um, Ethan and Teresa may be getting into some dangerous territory. I forgot to mention the whole huge thing that I wrote in like circle and highlighted in my book was that Ethan and Teresa literally kiss. They make out in one of the episodes. And that was a shock to me. I was like, what? And I thought it was a dream sequence, but it was not. It really happened. They really did start macking on a park bench. And it was because she told him to close his eyes and imagine, you know, this beautiful romantic wedding thing where they're riding on a carriage, you know, a horse-drawn carriage. And, you know, imagine the woman you love and blah, 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 blah. And there's roses falling from the sky, blah, blah, blah. And so at first when he closes his eyes, he's imagining Gwen. But then he kisses her and it turns into Teresa. And then it also turns out that in real life he's literally kissing her. And that was just like, 
what is going on here? And at this point, Ethan, I was like, Ethan, you cannot keep denying that something is going on. You know, at the point that you're literally kissing someone, you cannot deny that. And fortunately, he does seem to start thinking critically, at least a little bit. Because he, you know, brings it up with um, Sheridan. She's like, whoa. And, you know, he brings this up. He thinks about it. He's wondering, like, you know, he's having this dream and it turns into Teresa. And, whoa, what does that mean, you know? Um, and that comes to a head when uh, Teresa decides, I'm just going to go up to his room tonight. And Ethan is in bed and someone touches him and he starts to make out with them and stuff in bed. And he thinks it's Teresa. So he is, like, first into it, and then he's like, no, this is wrong. But guess what? It's not Teresa. It's Gwen. She's come back from her trip to surprise him. So he does not He does not tell her what's been going on. He does not tell her what he was thinking or that he saw Teresa. He keeps that on the down low. It's just like, it's all good. Let's like, be together. Teresa amazingly comes into the room when they're both taking a shower, lays on the bed like, I'm just going to be here for Ethan. And, of course, when they both come out, she freaks out and, like, crawls away and gets out, actually. Though it happens differently than I thought, apparently, presumably, based on what she says. She has to stay there and listen to them make love? <laughs> and I'm like, ew, that is, like, horrendous. I can't believe that. I would be so distraught. Teresa doesn't seem nearly that distraught about what she had to witness um, because she went into this room. But, yeah, anyway... So that's one very interesting plot point going on that I'm just like, what's going to happen, you know? Because after that, Ethan is like, basically, don't leave, Gwen. I need you here. And she's like, no, I got to go back and finish this business deal. And he's like, why don't you just quit and stay here with me? Which I think is really disgusting because it's sort of like an ultimatum almost, like work or marry me, not both even though they had apparently previously discussed how it would be okay for her to be a working woman. And, like, why is he so needy? You know, Gwen doesn't understand. Of course, Ethan is hoping that if she's there that he won't be able to be alone with uh, Teresa and he won't be able to, you know, let things go further. Which, honestly, he does not need Gwen there to do that. He should be strong of his own accord and be able to fight back against these urges he may be having now suddenly. But either way, Glenn goes away, and Ethan and Teresa go uh, to check out a, what is it, like a resort in the Bahamas. And that's kind of where that ends. It's kind of weird. They're, I think they're on the plane there now. So yes, he is not rejecting her. He is continuing to let them be in circumstances where things may escalate. Good job, Ethan. Good job. So aside from that, again, let's go back to the jazz club, which is where everyone is there for various reasons. Eve, multiple times, like, basically freaks out. Is like, I'm going to tell everyone everything. I don't care anymore. I can't handle the stress. Uh, but she doesn't yet tell everyone anything. But fine, that's fine. Chad, of course, keeps being obsessed with the woman in there, uh, the singer, because he really wants the information. He does get some information from her, which is that, uh, from her perspective, the reason that the uh, his father and mother did not get together was because of racial issues uh racism so that really pisses him off to think that you know his parents couldn't be together because one of their families was racist and shitty and that's like really sad and upsetting i'm like yeah i could see that and i don't 
think that's the reason, though. I think that the reason is because Julian is rich and his parents wouldn't let him marry a random, you know, jazz singer. So I don't think that was racism. I think that was classism. But who really knows? I mean, we don't get the full story. That's just kind of what impression that Chad gets from her. So, yeah, I don't know. But he got some information. And he wants the rest of it, of course. But something happens which makes it that he won't be able to get that information. Oh, this part is so annoying. I was like, I was like, oh my god, are we finally going to get the answers? We're finally going to get the information, but we don't, yet again. Because Crystal goes to her hotel to pick up some paperwork to bring with her. I don't, again, I don't know how she has the paperwork or how she kept it with her all this time. But she does. Uh, but on the way back, it's raining and everyone is wearing, you know, big gray rain jackets with hoods on um and one of Sheridan's hitmen has come all the way from Paris to kill her and he loses track of her he sees a woman maybe he sees someone who is maybe he sees someone wearing a gray jacket and presumes yes that's Sheridan and shoots them I love the idea of a hitman who is not going to confirm his victim before killing them and just makes an assumption. Because, of course, of course, the person he's killed is not Sheridan. It is Crystal. So, good job. Now you've ruined things for multiple people. <laughs> so, yeah, that sucks. Because I was like, okay, I didn't want Sheridan to die, obviously, but I didn't want Crystal to die either. She was pretty cool, you know, from what little I saw of her. But she's dead. Fine. Um, but she did have the papers on her. She had like a change of custody paper thing on her. Unfortunately, the police are really incompetent because they let anyone near the evidence bag. And of course, what does Eve do? She goes there and grabs it and takes it out of the evidence bag. Uh, so, uh, cool. So now they don't have that evidence anymore. Whatever it is that's in there. So fine. I don't care. It just sucks. Oh, I forgot to mention, like, at some point, Chad kisses, kisses Whitney. I don't remember when that is in the series, but he does, and I thought that was very sweet. I really liked that. I put a little happy face in my notes because they're like, yay, I've been waiting for you guys to do that. Yay. Yay. Either way. So that happens at some point. Um, and I appreciate that. I think first it was on the cheek, and then later there's a, like, real kiss, and that's fine with me. But either way, I think it's, I don't know, the like second to last episode from what I watched or the last episode that I watched. Ivy and Eve are talking and Ivy suddenly comes to the realization that, okay, Eve, you were seeing my husband in the past before you met TC and you had a son before you met TC. That means Chad Harris is a crane. I love that exclamation. But Eve denounces that, you know, at first she's like, whoa, really? But then she's like, no, that's not true because my son died. And I was like, what? The, what? Did he? What? Then what? Who is chat? What? Um, but apparently Eve never saw the dead child. She, uh, so it could be a lie. And I'm guessing, or still hoping, that he really, that Chad Harris really is her son. Uh, but I think that it was a, I think that they're trying to throw you off 
even though they've been pushing you so hard on that topic. Also, oh my god, when when Ivy's putting two and two together and saying that Chad Harris is a crane and he's also the son of Eve, he's a Russell and a crane, they like cut to Whitney and Chad kissing and I'm like, oh my god, is this meant to be like the most shocking thing on TV? Like this, you know, shocking, oh, they're kissing, incest, incest is happening. Like, is that what they're trying to do? Because I thought it was so funny. Um, how they cut back and forth between these two sequences. But again, I don't know. If Whitney truly is Eve's daughter, then yes. And if Chad is also Eve's daughter, then yes, that is incest, isn't it? Uh, I guess I was still thinking about like they switched children, but probably not. Either way, yuck, but also very funny to me. So that's my story. Let's see here. I put some fun quotes down. Let me see if I can find any. Uh, I wrote him in harmony. That's not a quote, but I put that there. Why did I quote this? I guess fate wasn't on my side, Teresa. She says that like all the time. I don't know why I put that there. Um, oh my God. I forgot the whole thing where Charity freaking flies in her sleep. Because that's the weird little thing with just a little aside with Tabitha. That her friends in the basement are waking up again. And suddenly Charity's there like asleep and staring at the basement door. Uh, the basement door opens and everyone's freaking out at her. The like spirits or whatever in there, the demons. Uh, but Charity fights them and it explodes and she flies off into the backyard floating in midair. And uh, Tabitha calls her a celestial show-off. Timmy's down there with a little like trampoline trying to catch her. And for whatever reason, Kay is awake and she starts videotaping this. And I was like, yeah, you should videotape this. But apparently the videotape didn't work because when she goes to show to everyone, it's like nothing. There's just fuzz. There's no actual video. So who knows what happened with that. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. I think that so far, this is a fun series of episodes. And I want to know how long it's going to take before Chad Harris gets the information he really needs. I assume at some point he does get that information. And I want to know how many more red herrings there will be. I want to know a lot of things. <laughs> I want to know if, oh my gosh, if Ethan and Teresa are going to get it on in the Bahamas. Like, is that going to happen? Is the wedding going to be called off? Or is he going to get married to Gwen and have an affair? Like, what's happening? I'm very curious. And how many episodes would that sort of thing take? Would it take 20? Would it take 200? Would it take 1,000? Like, is the wedding at the very end of the whole show? I, I, I'm assuming it probably could be, honestly. But I, I just don't know. There's so much going on. Um, something I thought was randomly interesting was when I was watching these episodes, I started... A lot of them have been sourced from, I think, like a British TV station. I could be wrong, but I feel like they are. Um, but some of the ones that I saw in this uh, grouping were from National TV which from what I can tell is a Romanian TV station uh, because it had subtitles and the subtitles were in Romanian. And the thing that I thought was interesting about these episodes is that they're higher quality. The resolution, the video resolution is higher uh, than the other ones that I've been seeing. So I was curious about that. I'm like, oh, because, okay, the other episodes are totally watchable, but they're not the best quality. But these Romanian TV ones were better it's not like full full you know 1080p hd quality but they were pretty good and i was like oh 
if they've got if this is a level of quality that they actually have for everything they honestly should just um use those ones uh, if they ever decide to put this on a streaming platform like NBC's Peacock streaming service, um, then they definitely have something that's like totally watchable quality in 2021. Why haven't they done that yet? Please put the episodes on streaming. Please. Oh my God. Everyone needs to see this show. I really want it to be available. I've actually found out they are still, uh, there is still a quote pirate way to watch them. Um, look on like the Passions Reddit if you want to find out where they are, because I'm not going to say it because I don't want to hurt anyone like like anyone listens to this show. But yeah, there there is a place where they're all available. It's not super easy to access them. Like they're kind of in uh, re- descending order. So the newest episode's at the very top and you got to scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, but it's better than nothing. I've also seen like apparently someone sells uh, f- like flash drives or something on uh, like portable hard drives on eBay sometimes. If you just want to pay rather than, you know, working with a streaming, you know, website and just, you know, trying to find them and getting lost sometimes, maybe that's better. I don't know. There's other places too, but yeah, either way, as before, I'm still enjoying this show. I'm still, I'm really intrigued by everyone's damn drama. I want to see characters that I like be happy. I just, I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, that is this episode of Passion for Passions, and we'll be back soon with another set of episodes.